Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Flyover Podcast. So on this podcast, we are going to be going through current events, sports picks, um, random stuff that we find entertaining, stories, movie reviews, basically anything we find entertaining and we want to talk about to you. Um, during the NFL season, I'm sure we'll have more news on sports just because that's what we watch. That's what you watch, but we'll sprinkle it in throughout the year. So should be a fun ride. Hope you come along with us. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode. I will be your host, Joseph Shelton, joined by my two co-hosts. Hello. What's up, guys? What's up? I'm Evan. All right. So we will be your hosts for this series. So the first thing we're going to get into will be a segment we call the flyover. So it'll be our topics that we picked out for the week. Um, so yeah, our first, our first topic is white in the white house. There was a certain amount. I'm sure you guys have all heard about this. There was an amount of cocaine found in areas of the white house, specifically the situation room areas where it definitely should not have been. Everybody gets one guess who did it. Ooh, that's a tough one. Joe's wife, Nancy Pelosi. Um, I got to guess Donald Trump, just because everything in the last eight years has been his fault. So it's got to be Donald Trump. He probably <laughs> forgot it, Heike. And he got kicked out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously, it's the son of the Hunter Biden. president of the United States. Um, there's been quite a, quite a bit of history between him and... Drugs Cocaine in the past, yes. Crack, Extreme they go way back. Crack. Yeah, so I think it's funny, right? Obviously, cocaine still legal, highly legal in the United States, but you know the, the the entire media, the entire news media, tries to play dumb about the situation. Whose is it? How could it have got there? Whose could it and, be? And I don't know if it's just to build intrigue <laughs> or if. Or if they think it's a cheap way of covering up, but either way, it's it's entertaining, I guess. Everybody knows, right? Like we're not. Everybody knows. We're, we can't I mean, be. It could be. Now, hear me out. Conspiracy theory alert. Joe Biden has been known to fall asleep somewhat regularly. Now, right. I hear you. What would stop him from doing so? I would say cocaine would do that. Yeah, right. I feel like a medicinal um, Adderall would definitely be the way to go about that. If I was Joe Biden, especially. That's not a secret, is it? Like he has been on Adderall for like everything. Like that's not a secret, right? Isn't this, was it like 
a report or does everybody just assume that? Because, I mean, it's obvious. Right. He definitely does a lot yeah. of Adderall. Well, then it's, he needed something possible. more. <laughs> possible he's built up a tolerance, I guess. Definitely Dude, a possibility. Like, what was the um, – I forget his name, the guitarist for Motley Crue. Uh, it's Stevie Nicks, no? Oh, I thought that was the drummer. Nikki Sticks. Nikki Six. Nikki Six is the guitarist. Of the- okay. Yeah. Either way, my man did so much cocaine, he developed a tolerance. He then switched to heroin. He then built up a tolerance to heroin. So he started injecting it straight into his neck. Died twice. Yeah. He went Rasputin. Joe Biden probably just died once, but years ago. <laughs> Is it possible that he's just a puppet and someone is just a Dude, puppeteer? I would argue that he's a body double, except I don't think his body double could possibly fall this much. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they caught the fucking body double on Facebook Marketplace. Dude, I, I don't think I've heard Joe Biden speak in like three months. I don't Not know. fluently. Not fluently. Well, fluently in a couple of years, I guess. But do they let him talk anymore? Honestly, either way, okay. This story is dumb because, okay, like, yeah. if I Google, if I Google the headlines, this is why this story is dumb. Let me Google the headlines real quick. Let me Google cocaine in the White House. The first headline that comes up. Secret Service couldn't figure out who owned White House cocaine. <laughs> You're kidding me. Dude, this has got to be a joke. Well, to be fair. The Secret Service said it has closed an investigation into who left a small packet of cocaine without uh, finding the culprit. You're telling me they don't. How long the investigation? A day? This was four days ago, so... The Secret Service did not find sufficient DNA, fingerprint, or video evidence. Dude, this is like when they said the cameras turned off in Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell. This is the exact (laughs) same thing. Like, there's cameras all over the White House. Especially in the Situation Room. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how you don't just, like, sell out the kid... Well, like, because, so from what I've heard, um, Hunter Biden has been traveling everywhere with Joe Biden and like sleeping in his room with him. <laughs> so I think it's quite clear, like Hunter Biden's like the caretaker for Joe Biden now. Well, I like, find it interesting. Why would this even, okay. So obviously they're, they're paying people off. So this doesn't get out right. But why would the story even leak in the first place, right? Like if it's yeah, the same people in if it's the same people in the White House that so they're probably being paid off right now to not say anything or killed either way. How did the story get out anyway? Or what's the what? Why? What's the purpose of it? Maybe they had one of those like I don't know like school field trips to the White House and the kid yeah. like <laughs> says officer. Officers from the U.S. Secret Service Uniform Division found an unknown substance inside. Hold on. So if it's Secret Service members, you would imagine that they would have some idea that Hunter Biden was. Dude, they know it was Hunter Biden. 
They know it was Hunter Biden. This is so dumb. This is so. All right. All right. Let's. Uh... Anyway, Hunter Biden. Whatever. Next topic. So there's been this experiment. I don't know when exactly it happened, but it's recently been in the news. So John Calhoun, a scientist, created a study environment where mice, I think it was like 125 or something, over 100 mice, were placed in an environment where they were provided unlimited food and they didn't have to do anything to get the food. So they had no like work incentive system to get the food. Um. So in the first years, this mice population or mouse mouse population spiked and the mice were thriving because they had unlimited food. They could breathe like water, everything. Over time, they began to act selfishly and drastically decreased reproduction rates. Interestingly enough, many of the males begin to withdraw from the group and become like looking like frustrated and reclusive. Um, and only a select group of males continued to reproduce with many of the females. But over time, even this reproduction slowed so much that the population completely collapsed and died out within like only a couple months, even though they had unlimited resources the whole time. And this experiment has been replicated with a number of different organ organisms and the same result has happened every time. So I think the reason this has come to light recently is a lot of people are drawing similar similarities between like these experiments to the Western world population, because essentially, essentially in the Western world, there are a few exceptions, but essentially nobody dies of starvation. Like it just doesn't happen. So essentially it's like we have unlimited resources. We're seeing a decrease in birth rates um, we're seeing an environment where many men are um, basically recusing themselves from like normal society and stuff like that. So people are saying like it's a signal of what's to come in like the United States and essentially the Western world. I don't know. I think if I were to take a stab at this and I'm no scientist. But what I think is happening here is that, um, like, I heard I heard something recently. It was a good point. It was on some other podcast. But someone said, basically, no animal ever dies of natural causes. Like, pretty much no animal in the wild will ever die from natural causes. It's really a human and pet-like idea to be able to just die of old age or whatever. Um, but these mice, you know, given a few generations of just like, you know, their first time not having to fight or flight or whatever, I think it's probably just like, if they had a larger sample size, they might've adjusted to it. But I think it's just the fact that they're like, they're hardwired to kind of always be in fight or flight and not being in fight or flight was probably just a really polarizing experience for them versus us. We've had very many years of, you know, being at the top of every food chain, you know, that's definitely interesting. Uh, possibly, you know, the idea of not really having a purpose, like I think for people, especially, very rarely do you find people that just can go about not doing anything, right? Living strictly off other people 
without any repercussions, whether that be not having children, um, you know, not being happy, et cetera, whatever it is. So I think possibly not really feeling a self-purpose might have some, at least like on the human side of this, I don't know, you know, the, the cognitive thinking of mice, but um, for people anyway, I think it's pretty relatable that like, if you don't feel like you're doing something or living up to anything, it's, it could be very dragging, very negative effects on people. So possibly. Right. This is like, this is like what I was going to say. Like, if you look at it, look at how many problems people invent for themselves. Like there's so many things that are not fucking problems at all that people just want to whine about because people feel like they need to have problems. And when you don't have any problems, they're like, let me just, let me just make some problems up. Like, Oh dude, the amount of, <laughs> never mind. I'm going to abort that. But <laughs> yeah. To, to that same point though. Happy. Yeah. To that same point though, just on the flip side, it's been noticed that some of the happiest people are like part of the, like, you know, indigenous tribes of Africa, you know, where they're actually mm-hmm. hunting and surviving and they actually have real problems. Like, you know, I right, can't find I, an elephant to eat type thing. I, I think people like, especially like you see this in men is like, you need to feel needed. Like, and that applies to women too. I mean, I would argue in slightly different ways, but you need to be needed and you need to feel like you have a purpose. That's why I think like when many people, this is getting like a weirdly sociological take right now, but when people like just are living on their own, like single, all they do is like go to work and then go out on the weekends or whatever. You don't, you're only relying on yourself for like your own reliance. You know what I mean? Like you don't have kids to provide for anything like that. That's getting like really, um, a word for it right now, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's see what you mean. So I think that could be like, like a microcosm of what this study is. And I don't know, it may be that deep. It may not be after all they're mice and, people are a lot more complex than mice, but as a microcosm, when you look at it, like they don't need to work for their food at all. And this scenario, they don't need to bring food back for babies. They feel no environmental push to reproduce because they're comfortable. Like a lot of reproduction in animals is for survival of their species right? Where that's driven. If you feel like you have everything you need to survive for your entire life, you don't have a lot of drug because you're like, and mice don't have a conception of like death. They're like, I'm not going to get eaten by a hawk. So I might just live forever. So then my species will survive, right? It's not like, they don't have a concept of death. So continuing their species existence doesn't really make sense. No, it tracks. It makes sense. I feel like there's parallels between that and like the lifestyles of some of the more like, you know, people that come from money type thing. Right. You get comfortable. Yeah. They don't feel they're not driven. So like, you'll see this a lot with like new money. Like I have a couple of friends who will stay unnamed, but you know, their parents might've been 
somewhat wealthy or whatever. And then the kids grew up and like, you know, they're getting their college applications in late. They're not applying for jobs. They're just assuming things will happen for themselves, you know, not to name names, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's that kind of situation. And so there's definitely parallels between those people and mice. Yeah. I concur. Um, all right. Next thing we got is, um, Oh, so to touch on an NFL topic, a lot of the running backs, specifically Saquon, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, just to name a couple, have not gotten their next big contract. And they I think most of them got <laughs> franchise tagged. And this has become like a hot topic. They're like, why why are running backs not getting paid? Like these big Dude, it's because they break down so fast, one. And two, running back is probably I would argue the most replaceable position in the NFL. Like it's not hard to find a solid starting running back or have two or three that are decent and that's good enough. Like how much of a difference does somebody like, I think there's a very few exceptions. Like I think Jonathan Taylor makes a difference. I think when healthy Christian McCaffrey makes a big difference. I think there was a time Alvin Kamara and Delvin cook did like outside of that. If you look at like the bears, like, with David Montgomery. Well, before that, they had Jordan Howard, who they said we needed to sign. And before that, they had um, Matt Forte, who he was around for a while. That was kind of a different era. But my point is, like, and now we got Khalil Herbert. So it's like, by not signing any of those guys, did we really have a big drop-off? Because now everybody says the current is better than the one in the past. So, like, and they're all, like, fourth, fifth-round picks. I definitely think that um... – like just because the running backs do kind of depreciate faster, maybe they should be given slightly more money, like in shorter contracts, you know? So like, I don't know. What would like a decent wide receiver make? Like 12, 4, 12, oh, okay. 12, 13 a year, maybe give the running back like 20 a year, but sign him to like a two year because he'll probably break his leg by the end of the second year, you know. But at least yeah. he's getting paid. I've been on this for a while, especially, and this doesn't have to go for running backs specifically, but just heavily incentivizing contracts, I think, is definitely the way to go. And then let's just say, for example, you do go over the salary cap. It might not be great for the for the owner. Uh, but it would definitely pu- – well, first off, it would push players, right? Whether it be in practice, whether it be in games, it would make them try a lot harder knowing that there's actually money on the line rather than just getting it when you show up, right? Like you have to perform on the field. Um, as well as that would also help with baseline salary caps, being able to shorten – you know, let's just say, for example, some of the lower-paid positions in the league are like running back, safety – um, maybe linebacker might be next around there. Um, that by incentivizing contracts, they'd be able to help with the salary cap and allow some of these bigger quarterbacks and wide receivers to stay on teams rather than having to let them walk. Um, and then let's just say, for example, they do hit their incentives and you do end up going over the salary cap. 
Well, typically, if your team's performing well, you're going to be making more money anyway. So it really doesn't matter in in that aspect of having to pay extra money and having to pay the extra tax or whatever and going over. Um, I think that's definitely the way to go about some of these these more replaceable positioned contracts. I agree with that, but I also think running backs would also hate that because they'd be like, this is such bullshit. Quarterbacks get guaranteed money. Wide receivers, linemen get guaranteed money. They'd be like, what the, like, what if we get injured? Like, and I think that I like in principle, I agree with you. I think the players association would not like that. That's very fair, but that's very funny as well because you take a look in like real world situations outside of football, outside of football. You know, do you, does anybody realize why there's a minimum wage, right? Like, what the purpose of a minimum wage is? It's for companies to exploit the idea that your job, and I'm sorry if you're making minimum wage, your job, more likely than not, is a very replaceable job, right? Like, whether that be fast food worker, whether that be retail worker, whatever the case may be. Typically, minimum wage stems from the idea that if you aren't performing, there is somebody lined up ready to take your job. Running backs. Just like running backs in the NFL. Yes. This is a point I made. I think I tweeted this today. Actually, let me check. I know I did. Um, So, because Des Bryant said something about – let me pull this up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So Des Bryant said, can someone please explain this to me? $1.8 million, average salary for an NFL running back in 2023. $2.26 million, average salary for an NFL kicker in 2023. Because people say, like, kicker's the least valuable position. They don't get injured. They have the longest um, expectancy, time expectancy in the NFL. I said, well, Des, let me break it down for you real quick. There are more people that are good at running the ball than there are kicking it. And considering the leading scores for most teams are kickers, they end up being a more valuable position than running backs. Supply and demand, buddy. Like, dude, there's one Justin Tucker out there. Even if you say Christian McCaffrey is, like, an extremely valuable commodity, there's at least four of him. At least. And if you're just taking an average kicker, like, let's say... I mean, I would say that Mason Crosby is, like, probably over his career, he's been at least top third in the league, or at least top quarter, right? Well, there's at most eight of him, right? Like, eight people who are that level of kicking in the NFL. Otherwise, the NFL teams would have found somebody better. Dude, there's at least three solid running backs on every team. At least three. Yeah. And then what are we talking about? And typically, more than any other position, your success is determined based off of game plan and other players. More than any other position in, you could argue, in any sport. It's fair. Like, offensive line. Like, look at how much, how many Cowboys running backs went for like 1,500 yards? In a row. Like, was DeMarco Murray the most outstanding running back ever? Well, probably not, but he played behind the Cowboys' offensive line. How many running backs do you have on the Eagles that, if they were the primary running back, could go for 1,000 yards? Just a, three? I mean, we just saw DeAndre Swift. Like, he wasn't that good, but he's predicted to be, have 
outstanding numbers this year. Yeah, dude. And then if you argued if Jalen Hurts just ran the ball, I mean, he'll still probably go for a thousand yards rushing. Like that's a little bit less dependent on the. And that's another thing. Quarterbacks run a lot more now too. Yeah. Like, and sometimes you don't really. Wide receivers run the ball. Yeah. Which is why Debo Samuel had like. He's had a couple thousand rushing yards between the last three, four seasons he's been in the league. Strictly because, well, here's the thing. It's, it doesn't take – it takes more time to learn the game plan than it does to actually practice techniques of running the ball, right? There's not a whole lot physically and technically that go into it. You're athletic. Right. You, make, you have to be you're you have fast. To be, you have strong. to be fast and strong. Make quick cuts. Like, I'm not saying – that like anybody can do it. I'm just saying there's a lot more of those people than somebody who can hit a 55 yard kick into the wind. Just to give you an idea of what NFL executives and coaches. So you know, that poll that they release every single year, like around the draft where they have executives and coaches and um, scouts vote on position players, right. And rank them. Well, so their running back ranking that just came out last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago. So eight of the ten, top ten running backs that this is from executives and coaches, you know, pretty highly touted people in the sport. Uh, eight of the ten are not signed through the next three years. So that most are they're on a two year contract for now, and one of them. So the two are Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Christian McCaffrey just got an extension this year because he was traded to a new team, right? So obviously it's going to be typically contracts are more than three years, at least three years. The other one's Alvin Kamara, who's most likely to get cut out of any player in the NFL in the next two seasons. Most likely to get out of their yeah. contract because of decline produ- declining production, right? Off the field issues and due to the money and position. Here's another thing. If you really want to pay running backs, make their um, their first contract worth more because that's when they're valuable. Yes, like, let's just be exactly honest. What, like what Evan said earlier. Yep. Yeah. Just, like, it sucks for running backs that they break down fast. Like, I'm sorry. That sucks. But also, like, it is what it is. Like, most players look, they're like, okay, I don't make a lot of money on my first contract, but I'll make a lot of money on my second contract. So it's no big deal. Well, then just make running back contracts a little more. It doesn't even have to be a lot. No. But if you also look at it, how many linebackers out there could play running back decently right now? Probably most of them. Probably a decent percentage. But you know what? Linebacker is a lot harder to play than running back. (laughs) I mean, How many running backs could play linebacker decently? Covering covering someone in the open field, like covering a tight end like that? No, probably not. Yeah, probably not most. See, here's the problem: is you Jordan have to Howard be, couldn't you have to be fast, him. right? You have to be fast to be a running back. You have you also have to be fast to be a linebacker, a safety, a cornerback, a wide receiver, and even to a degree a tight end. I would argue you don't even have to be like it, the speed definitely helps, but dude, look at like you've had a lot of bowling balls in the league for a while that weren't that fast, but we're just good at That's getting true. like yes, cheap yards. A couple yards. Yes. Like, um, what's it? Jamal Williams. I would like, say he's like, the fastest like guy. Like Garrett, like Garrett Blunt and like. Dude, Zeke. Well, Even Zeke Zeke's was for fast, the last, last two seasons. Class, that's what, yeah. that's what they, you've used him for. Yeah, right. exactly. 
What's the dude on the oh, uh, room being fast? Uh, well, I mean, dude, he's just fat. Oh, yeah, Alice, 60, he is fat. Sixty-three yard or what was it? Eighty-three yards through the heart of the south. Freaking, uh, yeah. that was on the Saints. Um, not Elvin Kamara, the other one. Because remember, they'd use Elvin Kamara and swing the ball, and then they oh, Mark Ingram? Mark, In- Mark Ingram would just run up the middle, get you three yards of play. But that's all you need sometimes. Yeah, the NFL's yeah. funny, and their contracts are funny. Yeah, and, like, I get, like, guys are pissed, like, it sucks, and running back's probably the most likely position to get injured, so that also sucks. But, like, I don't know. Like, if you're a great athlete, I guess play a different position, and then if you if that's the only way you can make it, then you, you still made it, so still getting paid more in five years than a lot of people are making their lifetimes. Yeah. Just as an example, whatever point. So so (laughs) Josh Jacobs uh, was looking and this was like from a couple sources. So Josh Jacobs was looking at like about a $13 million per year contract. So he was fighting to get 19, close to 19. I think he should have taken the money and right. Excuse the pun, taking the money and run. Dude, you got to look at it. He's probably so a thirteen million dollar per year. You're making more than a couple different positions on the offensive line. You're making about the same as linebackers, who you could argue their job is more important than your job, or more valuable, I should say, than your yeah, job. Yeah, right. And you're making pretty similar to some of like the middle of the line tight ends, which is slowly becoming a higher paid position. Like it used to be pretty inexpensive to right. keep a good tight end. And now it's going up just because you got guys like Travis Kelsey who are putting up receiver numbers. But besides the top, top positions being like quarterback, cornerback, and edge rushers and receivers, like that's pretty that's pretty high up there, I would say, with nineteen million is ridiculous. I wouldn't Right. Like that's pay, re- that's receiver. Dude, level. I'm sorry. If Jonathan Taylor and I think I don't know, I think Jonathan Taylor, I'm probably biased, but I think he's top three in the NFL for sure. Like, I think that's pretty fair. Dude, I wouldn't pay him more than 15 a year. Sorry. Like, if it was up today, 15 a year. Because, sorry, I can pick somebody up third, fourth round of the draft that'll give me 80, 80, 80 about percent of the production for a million a year. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not worth the cap hit. I'd rather sign any other position offensive line because if i upgrade my offensive line whoever i put back there is going to be more productive yeah easiest fixes is just incentivizing contracts or just screwing with the guaranteed money and that's really what it boils down to and you know players obviously want to go for guaranteed money like that's the that's probably the biggest thing they're looking at because it protects against injury but there has to be contingencies for certain positions. Like there just has to be. I, I love, I love the comment that a lot of NFL players always say. It's like, like they're like, yeah, we're millionaires, but the people who are screwing us are billionaires. Dude, how many other industries on earth do millionaires get paid by billionaires? And that's the entire sport or the entire company. It's the entire company. Also, Everybody... in what world does a millionaire claim that they're getting screwed? Like, yeah, that's that's another thing, right? Well, Especially... it's just how like... many how many cars do you need, bro? Dude, 
if you think, what's the NFL minimum? It's like eight hundred thousand, isn't it? Great. So yeah. if you play two years, you've made more than a million dollars. You can it probably retire take, in Wisconsin. It will take most people ten or more years to make that much money. Yeah. What are we talking about? It's it's I don't, I don't know why, but athletes always seem to be like like when you're negotiating for a million or two, and that's like a percentage of what you're already going to make, regardless of if you get if the negotiation goes your way. I think at that point you're you're okay. You're okay. Just you know what else is ridiculous for like people like Saquon Barkley, for example. So he's already not showed up to training camp, right? Now that now that they didn't get the deal done and he's probably getting franchise tagged, if he didn't already get franchise tagged. So he's not showing up to training camp. That's kind of implying he's going to hold out, right? He the won't. Amount of not money, a chance. The amount of money. So for, And this kind of goes back like when Le'Veon, this happened to Le'Veon Bell, right? So he sat out for a year. He lost his step. And on top of that, he probably lost just as much money in incentive or in um endorsements right through missing a whole season people not kind of forgetting about you you're losing about that much money through endorsements anyway well what's a franchise tag for a running back it's got to be close to 20 20 probably 20 at least what are we complaining about that's like that's like a couple years worth of contract for a lot of for some positions in one season dude and then what are they going to do they're either going to Franchise tag you again, uh, okay, $40 million in two years is not too shabby, or you'll get signed to a deal if you stay healthy all season. And that $20 million is guaranteed. So, I don't It's It's kind of like betting on yourself, right? And it's kind of scary for, like, the average Joe to bet on themselves, right? Which is why you see a lot of a lot of people just um, never live up to their full potential. But if you're an athlete, it's different. Like also, this doesn't it doesn't happen to everybody. You're betting on your fallback is twenty million dollars. Like that's worst yeah, that's case true. scenario. Right. <laughs> like, I just looked it up. Um, it says that um, if you have three hundred thousand dollars liquid saved, and that's Excluding a house and any other assets you may have, but just three hundred thousand dollars cash at age sixty, you can retire pretty safely. So for so these people doing... to be like negotiating for multiple millions, that's like multiple, multiple, multiple normal people's like retirements. Yeah, and, and let's assume yeah. that you retire at 65, and let's say you live to 85, which is generous in the United States, right? So if you're looking at $300,000 for every 20 years living, and you retire at 25 like these guys, if you have over a million dollars, let's say $2 million just to keep it safe, whatever, that means you probably have a pretty decent house already, right? Close to a half a million dollar house, I would imagine, with $2 million. Yeah. That's probably what you would dump a decent chunk into. You're looking at $1.5 million to last you, what's that, 60 years, right? So you're well over that $300,000 
average that you would need. You're at about $500,000 every 20 years, which is, you know, 140, 100 and what is that? That's saying you make no money for the rest of your life. Like, yes, it's right. Like exactly. Barkley couldn't do commercials yeah. from here yeah. to kingdom come. He could just do, he could just do commercials in like for Penn, he for could Penn work State. for Penn State. Yes. He's exactly. a goddamn hero at Penn State. Yes. <laughs> no, it's just, and a yeah. lot of it, a lot of it's them just listening to their agents because their agents want money. I think is that's facts. That's facts. Because God forbid they live off of three hundred thousand dollars. You know, God forbid they have to like go to a grocery store and like not <laughs> yeah. not like just eat at what what's the place called like so so sobu the fucking bougie place that God, everyone goes to. I don't know. God forbid they don't have forty clients. <laughs> what? God forbid what? they gotta cut out a fucking coupon once or twice. <laughs> God forbid. Oh, no. oh my god. God forbid they can't throw twenty thousand dollars on the Florida strip club. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my god. God forbid they can't Jordan Belfort lobsters off of their yacht. Did you guys hear? Just this is kind of off topic, but did you hear? So they changed how you get paid as an NFL player. I think it was NFL. It's not direct deposit. NBA. Yeah, right. It's not direct deposit. So now it is. They used to pay them based on uh, on games played, or not game, not based on games played, but for their game, game right? Yeah, yeah. They used to get game checks. So now it's throughout the year. It's evenly split throughout the year, and so I guess. Oh, so I guess this was a big issue that they weren't getting paid like like a third of the year, but you gotta, th- like, this is just funny. This you gotta be funny. a money but manager. You gotta think like their <laughs> agent lawyer or even a teammate would tell them, right? Like, yo, you're not making fucking money the rest of the year. Stop spending it all. Like, I guess they changed it because that was an issue with young players. They were running out of money. Like, <laughs> so they were just they just thought they would get that check every week every, and they only got it yeah. like 16 weeks and then they're 16 like 16 times a year yeah where's the like, money <laughs> yeah, right. they go in like february 30th after the season's done and they wouldn't get shit <laughs> dude just just god put it in a bank account so that what? was that was changed from the Players Association because I guess that was an issue. I okay. think it was NFL. It was NFL or NBA. How dumb are these people? Honestly. I don't think they're too bright, dude. You I don't know how much stuff – like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a very materialistic person. Like, I don't intend to buy a ton of things. I don't need a ton of things. I certainly don't need – um, to ever go to a strip club. And I feel like that's where a lot of people spend a lot of money. Uh, at so, least like athletes and rappers, you know, James you're Harden. You're telling me, like, let's think of a, like a poor, uh, not even poor, just like a normal, like $5 million a year NFL contract, like on the low spectrum, let's say. So let's say 5 million divided by 16 they would be spending like three hundred thousand dollars a week. How is that even possible? I guess when you what can you buy like, for three hundred thousand dollars? You gotta a week? think like one week could go into a car, the next couple weeks could go into a house, maybe. 
two weeks ago into a house. Beyond like, that, dude. But yeah, no, that's true. What? Like that's like a, a I don't lot think, of money. That's just I don't kind think of I have time to spend three hundred thousand dollars a week. Like I don't think I have the time. Yeah, because like, dude, you're. I mean, at least most players, I would assume, aren't going out during the season, or at least not as frequently. I'd hope not. Yeah, so it's like that's a cost you don't have. Maybe maybe you rent out a yacht or twi- once or twice over the summer or whatever in the off season, but like, well, you have like your house bro. payment. Well, like I doubt NFL players have a car payment. Yeah, certainly not. not. I'd also assume they'd already like. I'm, I'd assume they paid off their houses pretty quick too. Maybe, but I mean, that's like, that's that's assuming they're smart with their money. I also don't know how like rich people buy houses. Right. Like, do they always just like like? Would do you get a thirty year mortgage when you're a rich person? Uh, I, I think probably not. Probably, then, if you already have the money, you just buy in cash. Right. You don't even talk to the bank. Like, dude, think about it. You could buy a decent house in two weeks, a really nice house in two weeks, a million-dollar house in three weeks, and then a car in, like, a really nice car in, like, a half a week. What else do you have to I like, think, you, just need, I think you need to get a professional athlete on the podcast to help to elaborate us, to enlighten us on how how spending habits change. We need from, to find one that blew all of their money and then be like, how did you do this? Dude, the worst ones is when <laughs> celebrities are filing for bankruptcy. That's the one that gets Bro, me. oh my Every god. Time. Dude, the Amber Heard thing. Did you see that shit? Like, after she lost the lawsuit, she, like, allegedly, like, told paparazzi to meet her at a TJ Maxx looking at, like, discount rack clothing, like, (laughs) trying to get, like, pity. Dude. Are you fucking kidding? And you know why they file for bankruptcy is so they don't have to pay their debt. It's not like they don't, like, have any money. The thing I can't understand is, yeah, okay, that's true. But that's that's also a... Bankruptcy is a scam. Literally a scam. Bankruptcy is such a cheat code. You can just be like, no, don't want to pay that. Bankrupt. Oh no, my credit score went down. Good thing I don't need to take out money. Ever. (laughs) Give me a debit card. Like, what? Yeah, right. Let me write you a check. (laughs) It's a load of shit. Alright, so you guys got anything else? Should we we talk about some of these... Some of these upcoming movies. These Wait, hold these... on. We got Adam 22. Oh, oh, let's God. touch on this. It's really oh, funny. God. All right. Yeah. Who wants to do the, uh, the highlight on this? So I, I, have, really I, have a, I have a loose understanding of okay, the situation. Have at it. Essentially, Adam 22, pretty famous. Uh, he runs the No Jumper podcast. Pretty... Uh, popular and he gets a lot of rappers on his show and stuff um he married this um i don't know if she was a porn star beforehand but he got married to this girl lena lena the plug lena i'm not sure you pronounce well, they it just got married right Isn't just that got married so he, and, they were doing it beforehand yeah okay but they had been 
doing scenes either together, but she would do a few alone, but they were always he would with do a women. few alone. Yeah, he would also do a few alone. Yeah. Right. And so they kind of were just doing porn, but it would just be Adam would smash women, Adam would have smash women with Lena, and Lena would smash women. Right. Their wedding happens, and within like a week or two of their wedding, or maybe longer, I don't really know the timeline, but Lena does a scene, and I don't know how this adds or subtracts from the situation, but with a large black man with a ginormous cock. Like, massive. And she does a scene with this guy. And then, you know, goes on some interview with someone, said it was good, but, you know, I'm just, you know, like, I'm excited to go back with Adam because there's love there, whatever. But then Jason Love, the guy who she did the scene with, gets interviewed by some other chick. And in the interview, she asks him, she's like, so, you think you hit it better than Adam does? And the guy goes, in a very, very cool move, he goes, well, obviously. He pretty much was just like, obviously I hit it better than her husband. To which Adam responded with a TikTok, which contained a lot of nonsense. But the, the, the line of note here is, I trusted you to pork my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Any comments? <laughs> well, very obvious, just- right? I, I feel like this whole situation could have been avoided. If, if oh, oh, this, 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 you, you this might, this, this might sound <laughs> insane. You maybe don't completely cuckold your wife, like mm. without any remorse, like just maybe have any like self-respect for your guys's sexual relationship. And I, I feel like this could have been avoided. Maybe hold on. I'm going to go out on another limb here. This is going to be crazy. Maybe don't get married and have a completely open relationship. I feel like this has been known for a couple thousand years at this point that generally doesn't just always work out that great. Maybe don't just create the most toxic um, relationship of all time. Maybe some things are sacred. Maybe don't cheat on your partner exclusively. And you know what? I'm going to go out on another limb here. Maybe doing porn isn't the healthiest lifestyle choice. Here's here's what I think is very just off the wall on this, right? So sex, I would say, is about half physical interaction, half emotion, right? So allowing your wife to, to openly sleep or just allowing an open relationship, right? I would say completely negates and eliminates the emotional side of the, of sex, right? You could argue. So maybe don't bring emotion back into it when you find out that whether it be true or not, that someone else is better at having sex with your wife than you are. Maybe leave the emotion out of the situation when that's what, that's what led you there in the first place. Or just don't let other men have sex with your wife and don't have sex with other women when you're married. <laughs> well, it might not yeah. work that easy. It might not work that easy for 
some people. No, I think our generation is, or not even, yeah, I think we're yes. living in very healthy times. I think our generation is perfectly stable. Um, I think all of this is definitely adding a positive good to society. No, this is, this is good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. The only, the only like silver lining I could see in this situation for them <laughs> is the fact that they're absolutely making a bag and a half. Yep. Like Adam and his wife are right now absolutely making an absurd amount of money. Just their searches are going up. Their value is going up. Probably a lot of people never even heard of Adam or this chick until, like, you know, players like Nelk or whoever, like Andrew Tate started talking about them. Like, they right now are a hot topic, and that's probably making them a lot of money. So, that's the only thing I could say. The other thing I would like to add to what I previously said is, when I said, maybe don't let your wife sleep with other people, and maybe don't cheat on your wife is also an extra added element to this is maybe don't post it on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. It's one thing if you decide to, (laughs) okay. (laughs) It's one, it's, it's it's one thing if you let your wife sleep with another man. (laughs) It's another thing if you let your wife sleep with a porn star who intends to record it and post it on Pornhub. <laughs> That's another thing entirely. This is, this is... Pro- they recorded like trailers for that shit too. <laughs> the two of them, Lena and the fucking porn star, recorded like trailers for the video. Like, who's excited to see this? <laughs> this is what God oh. intended for his creation. Yeah, this is what God oh. intended. I just, we just, oh, man. Failed experiment, I'd say. Society's in a, I would say society's in a good spot. Oh, my God. All right. That's enough of that nonsense. All right. Speaking of society being in a good spot, let's talk about Oppenheimer. Up and coming movies. Yeah, no kidding. Up and coming movies that (laughs) we are either excited to see, not excited to see, or just... That are in the news right now. So, Leighton, if you want to introduce these. So, let's save let's save Oppenheimer for last. Okay. So, first things first, let's get it started. This one's been out for... Well, both of these were out for at least a week. Um, so, Barbie, that's kind no, of No, I big, thought that's coming out. No, nah, it comes out... I think it's, uh, same, same day as Oppenheimer. Same day as Oppenheimer. this week? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I'll start with Mission Impossible then. So, that one that released, I think it was last oh. Thursday or last weekend, whatever. Um. So Mission Impossible, very big movie franchise, right? Some of the some of the most notable action movies you'll ever see. So, um, kind of like very similar to Oppenheimer, it's gotten very good reviews, um, and I think a big part of that is the the lack of CGI in there, right? A lot of just real stunts, real action, real filming, mm-hmm. and that kind of makes it a closer connection with the audience, right? Instead of just a big CGI fest, a big, uh, just everything being done on a computer. Um, it makes it just feel that much more real. So, um, and this is all based off Rotten Tomatoes, which whether you like Rotten Tomatoes or not, it's the most popular movie critic 
website out there. So that's what we're going with. Um, both their their critic score and audience score was over 95%. And that includes 300 from critics and 2,500 from audience. So a pretty big pool of people have went on there and, and given their opinions. So that's definitely something that I don't know if we're going to see in theaters, but um, at some point is definitely a must watch. And also interesting about it is that it's a part one of, I don't remember if it's two or three movies. Well, obviously it's at least two, but possibly three um, as a send off to one of the best action movie, thriller espionage franchises of all time. So that's definitely one that's interesting. Um, so coming out soon and this has, so this only has a, uh, a critic score from people that have seen the movie, but Barbie is coming out. <clears throat> so Margot Robbie, probably you could argue is the most popular actress, you know, in recent memory. Hottest. Um, very Useful. attractive. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, and you got to think like you think of Barbie, like that's like a Barbie doll. Like that is the perfect perfect actress Dude, she is pick barbie. For that. Yeah. like right like you think of barbie and you just there's not even a question it's kind of like one of those iconic movie roles you really can't imagine anyone else playing like Iron is Man. ryan gosling the co-star yep yes. he's ken see that makes sense too and it just is just... perfect it's perfect they couldn't have picked better casting with that yeah. um so yeah with 80 reviews from critics it's still at 89 percent so that's definitely another movie coming out. Um, and if I had only one option to go to that or Oppenheimer, I'm unfortunately not going to see Barbie. Uh, but still, a 90% um, score, definitely something to look out for. Um, if you got nothing to do, whatever. So, um, basically... To, oh, go ahead. And, Sorry. And kind of interesting, like it's supposed to be... So obviously Barbie dolls are for like children, right? A toy for children. Well, this movie's sp- supposedly directed at kind of young adults, teenagers. PG-13. Um, so it's, I don't think it's going to be, it's not supposed to be like a cliche, funny, lovey-dovey kids movie. It's supposed to kind of have some elements to it that actually are mind engaging for some young adults and people. It's, it's, I don't want to say a satire, but similar to it on just like modern day themes. Right. So, yeah, it's like the main theme of it is they get banished from Barbie land and they end up going to like the real world. So that's like the premise (laughs) that seems like a pretty cliche premise, but whatever. Interesting. Yeah, I think that definitely at some point could be. You know, yeah, I can see myself watching. But this is where I'm going to let the boys take her away. Um, potential to be the greatest movie of all time. And whether that's true or not, I think you'll catch on the next episode, the next podcast episode, because I definitely yeah. think we're going to open up or at least have a segment on there with a review from the movie. Me and Joey gotta, for sure are going to see it. Yeah, I got to grab a ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, look look out for that next week. But um, yeah, what do you guys what do you guys thinking? All right. So first of all, I gotta say like four things: Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, and it's directed by Nolan. 
how 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 much more do you need to hear? Really, how, really, how much more do you need to hear? I love that Killian Murphy gets like the leading role in this too, because oh, it would have been really easy to give the leading role to Matt Damon or Robert Downey Jr. But he is like a really good actor, and from what I've seen from trailers and whatever. It seems like he's playing the role perfectly. And I feel like it was a really good pick. And I don't know. I honestly am going to look it up. I don't know what Robert Oppenheimer looked like, but it'd be interesting if they looked like. He plays like roles that are like dark um, and like stoic a lot. So, like, he played Scarecrow in Batman Begins, which he was awesome. He obviously, he's probably most famous for playing Tommy Shelby. In um, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Wow, that was bad. Um, and he's phenomenal in both of those. So yep. apparently, from all the reviews, he's yeah. absolutely crushed it, which doesn't shock me at all. He's a he phenomenal actor. Didn't he have another pretty big role? Um, he. Oh, he was in Inception and A Quiet Place. Yeah. Yeah, I, and Dunkirk. I forgot about him in Dunkirk. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was thinking. Dunkirk. I don't know what character does he play in Inception. Oh, it's the... That's um another Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it is. What does he play? It's Dunkirk. I, I feel like Nolan that was too? a bit early in his career. He probably played like a minor role. Well, he plays Fisher. Who the hell is Fisher? Fisher. He's the third so, actor listed. Probably just because of search popularity recently. So you see some, and he's in. So Christopher Nolan, and he's in the Dark Knight trilogy. So he's yeah, no, I said that he's in Batman Begins. He has at least, and he's in the second one. Not very long, but like no, he's just in the first prison scene. Yeah, right. So and he's in the third. He's in the third one. He's a little. He's in all three because he was like the judge dude. Remember in the Dark Knight Rises, he's like. That's weird that they would have him. Do a different role in the same series. No, no, no. Because so remember Gotham's in like Oh like, yeah, when they like, break out of prison. Yeah, right, they break out of Arkham yeah. Asylum. Right, right. I know right, what you're right. talking about. So he already at least has five movies with you know to build a relationship with Christopher Nolan. So that's and Nolan's like the goat too. Right. Like, dude, the fact that you're making a movie about the atomic bomb and he refuses to use CGI. <laughs> insane. That is borderline insane. There's literally no reason for that either. Like, there's zero reason for that. Like, CGI is good enough. Like, you would... There's no reason for that whatsoever. <laughs> like, he's just a maniac. No, he, si- he signed a blood pack with the devil before his first movie. <laughs> Where he will never release a bad movie. Let me take it back. He'll never release a non-fantastic movie, but unfortunately, he can't use computers for it. Dude. Everything is everything is raw, <laughs> unarguably better. Yeah. So that's it's it's, and I don't know if it's gonna pull numbers like Infinity War or like Avatar oh. one or two. Ooh, I don't know if don't it's know. gonna pull those that much money. I don't know about like that, but, but I, it's gonna be but huge. It, it, it probably is gonna be undervalued for how good it is, and even just from the few 
you know, the few people even talking about it. Cause it's still kind of a mystery. Like you don't see many reviews on it. You don't see many spoilers out right now. So it's very, it's, it's still a mystery, but even Robert Downey Jr. Who, by the way, was part of infinity war and Endgame, which are two of the highest grossing movies ever. He said, and I quote, it's the best film I've ever been in. Well, cause he said he was going to, um, cause he's been like busy, recently and he said like i'm at the point in my career where i don't have to do movies and he was gonna take a break and then like nolan came to him with this movie and he's like nope have to do it yeah right exactly exactly it's just the combination of one of the most influential moments in the history of the world on top of perfect casting on top of the best director ever right it's it's almost a can't miss. Like if it's not, if it doesn't, if it doesn't accumulate like a 99% score from audience, it's probably a letdown. I shouldn't say a letdown, but it's probably like underachieving. With, with how you got to think the audience will be like the middle 50% of America. Like, you know, it's just the, the average person. Um, I feel like this movie's like going to be a very thought provoking movie. You know, like Inception is a crazy movie. It is so well written. It is so well executed. Uh, but it, like, you know, it, it's not like I know plenty of people that haven't seen it. I know plenty of people that just were too confused didn't like it. This movie, while it won't be as trippy or whatever, like yeah, it I won't so. like confuse. I guess whatever. Like what? I could just see it going over people's heads. But it's based on a real story, so I feel like it can't get that, like, fucked. I want to see how it does compared to Top Gun. Mm, That'll be be kind of... That'll be interesting to see how well it does compared to that. Because that movie did have the advantage of having one before it, and also it's Tom Cruise, but I would argue, like, this one has just as many big names. Like, I don't know his... RDJ and Matt Damon as big of a name as Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think I would so. so. Collectively, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Like, I mean, I don't until know if... until the new Top Gun came out, Tom Cruise like didn't do anything for years. At least nothing that I heard of. Well, Mission Impossible. There was True. A couple yeah, years I ago. guess there's, but that's not. Those aren't. It's crazy. not on the same level. Like, like yeah. it's it's not on the same level. I would especially, say, especially when you're part of a series too. Like, I feel like it's a lot easier to build hype around like a, a movie that's in a series, right? Like, right. considering this is a solo film, and there's no, there's no, you know, part one to this. It's not. There's not like a prequel. Like, it's it's its own thing. There's no build up to it. Oh, it's gonna be massive like, it's, for sure. It, it's still but- very mysterious. You brought up a good point the other day, Leighton. What if this is the best movie we ever see? What if this yes. is as good as it gets? Like, how disappointing will that be for every other movie? Yeah, that's one thing. And that's kind of like, dude, like, I, I refer back to the MCU a lot because I think it's very relatable. Uh, Infinity War and Endgame came out, right? And there's been nothing to reach that since. And so right now, and right now, you're still kind of like, like, I'm still excited for Marvel, 
but the buildup and anticipation to those movies is like something I've never experienced since. And I don't think I ever, I might never experience that. And so that's kind of like disappointing, but at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed it. I wouldn't have had it any other way. Right. Dude, what I would do to see those movies for the first time again. Oh my goodness. Uh, do you remember the noise that the theater made when Cap like threw Mjolnir, whatever? <laughs> Joey, Joey to this day hates that scene. And I think that is so a fantastic dumb. scene. See, I like that scene. I hate his Avengers Assemble that he says. Oh, that was horrible. Bad. That was gross. I do oh, like when he grabbed Mjolnir, though. That was cool. My Whatever. favorite scene from that movie, and this was still like in the middle of the woman empowerment, you know, series the from, woman empowerment from, like, scene. The, from like the middle of the middle of. 2010s kind of when that was still like trending was yes when it had all of the the woman superheroes come out and it was dude, just like I, dude that scene was awesome i liked what i thought was a really underrated <laughs> yeah. scene is when um we're getting totally off topic here but when scarlet witch like like held thanos up in the air and just started like she was like you took everything from me and then think about it. That's when he had to start shooting everything down from his ship. Like, that was the first yeah. time he was afraid. Yeah. Like, I thought that was, was a really good... Well, she's basically scene. she's basically the Infinity Stone, right? No, like essentially. she's No, nah, uh, she's like the Dark Hole. Like, she's no, just, it's like, a different... Like, like power thing. level, she's basically the same um, as an Infinity Stone. Yeah. No, she's, she's, she's absolutely yoked. Yeah. All right, do we want to go to – okay, so now we'll be going to um, random Facebook marketplace items. So for this iteration, Evan found these. He is going to describe them, and then me and Layton are going to guess how much we think they would cost. Yeah, so the price is right here. All right, first one that we're looking at here. We'll also post – the well, we may or may not. We might post the um the highlights, or actually, we'll vote on a winner, and then like we will decide a winner, and then we'll post that one on the social media. So if you want to see the full, like what it looks like, go check it out on our Instagram, which I'll tag at the end. Anyway, so what we're looking at here is. The title is O.J. Simpson Pro-Line Trading Card. There are about six cards pictured. They are in some form of laminated foil. On the front, we see O.J. Simpson standing in a classic Buffalo Bills uh, pullover-type rain windbreaker thing. On the back, there's a charming picture of him smiling and some writing that I will not read out loud. Uh, the seller has five stars with 33 reviews. Um, the condition is used like new. Um, oh, I see. So, given that, what do we what do we think of the for prices? For one of them or for all six? That is left to be, I don't know. There's six pictured. There's one price. <laughs> okay. So, here's, what, here's the problem. Because if I'm thinking like OJ Simpson, he's an iconic athlete. Like what year? Does it say what year? Is it a rookie card? 
Because that's very important in the card trading field. Does it and at anywhere on there say rookie card? It just says pro line. It doesn't say what year? I think it's uh, it does not. Not in the description and not on okay. the card. So However, if you're not it is putting, NFL branded card. If you're not putting what year, I'm gonna guess it's not like the most authentic card trading thing because i would have to guess like if you have like some authentic like oj simpson card just with like everything i would guess that's pretty valuable here it's being sold on facebook marketplace doesn't have a year listed i'm gonna guess 60 dollars for six of them i think it oh for six okay if it is for six of them I know a lot of times, like, especially if it's a card being sold on Facebook market, because there's, like, specific apps for this, right, for trading right. cards. That's why I don't think they're that valuable. That's why I think, right. like, $10 a card makes sense to me. I may be I, way over, but... I'm basically picking, like, higher or lower, right? Because we're going, like, closest to... Oh. Is that what I'm doing? You can just guess whatever like, you think. Because, like, I would think it's definitely under $60. Alright, so you can just guess whatever you think. Like it does. So I would guess like closer, I guess. I would guess like half of that, like thirty. Because yeah, if it's being sold on Facebook Marketplace, especially when typically if it's an expensive card, it's gonna say like what grade level it has, right? Like right, it, there's yeah. not much that goes into this. Like it can't be I think it's just people trying to get rid of some I think if anything, I'm over on this. I don't think I'm I think under. So. I'd be shocked. I think so. All right, I, price reveal. I would... So I liked all the reasoning, all the thought you guys put behind it. The listing is for three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be for one. It it, it does. It ships. It ships for four. <laughs> yeah, that has to be for one. Then. Probably it might be Which, for all six, dude. At that who price, knows? who knows? <laughs> dude, I don't even know. Like these cards are weird. Off. They're like a portrait card, like pro line portrait card. I don't know what that means. Way off, way off. <laughs> dude, coolest thing I ever thought I found because we had like probably ten unopened boxes of tops cards that I just found in like our back room, whatever. So I pop them open, whatever I'm looking through them, and I found like a like a 2001, 2002 Tom Brady starter card from Tops. Thought I hit it big. Thought I could retire, you know. Like that day, I pull it up on like eBay or whatever, and it was like five dollars. So I kind of figure like if it doesn't, if it's not a very specific description, it's probably going to be a couple dollars. That's funny. Yeah, once again, once again. Yeah, I'm shocked. I feel like that would be worth more. I'm not gonna lie, Brady dude. I, opened, I was so happy, dude. You have no <laughs> idea. I even like showed my grandma who was at my house at the time. She's like, "Pull it up, pull it up." I bet. Yeah, it's five bucks. It's tough. It's funny. All right. So, the second item that we'll be looking at is um, this one is being sold in Northern Ireland. Um. It is a sofa, sofa bed. Looks like a pull-out couch. Um, it is in very good condition. However, 
according oh. to the seller, it has been lightly cummed on. <laughs> I will accept That's guesses good. in USD. However, the listing is in euros. I believe that's the euro symbol. Um, euro some symbol. of the some of the comments on this uh, thing include um, lightly cummed on. That sofa is a class twelve cum dumpster and biological hazard. Another comment is looks like a pullout couch. <laughs> so here's my thinking behind this. I think you could go to Walmart and get a sofa. For like a hundred dollars ish, right? About there. Yeah, if that. Maybe, maybe, yeah, right. Like, however, however, I'm I'm torn because being used and come done would definitely depreciate the value. Maybe. However, however, <laughs> this post, this post is is basically a troll post, right? Like. Bottom line, it's a troll post, so I wouldn't put it past this being listed at like a couple thousand, maybe a million dollars. So I'm gonna go over my a hundred dollar threshold and say it's like five hundred dollars. I'm gonna say twenty five. It was a couch that was cummed on. I'm gonna I feel say like twenty five. I feel like it's a troll post. Yeah, but I, I'm <laughs> just gonna say twenty five. Because you know how many couches you can get for free, but like the fact that it's <laughs> right, like. I'm going to say $25. Right. All fair guesses. So it is being sold for 50 euros, which yeah, is right. probably, probably like close. 60 bucks. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Another comment on here um, is that the come on the couch looks like a crime scene dead person outline in chalk. Um, that is how big the cum stain is on this couch. So it's shocking. So it's like the whole couch. It's a solid, like, two-thirds of the couch. <laughs> on a slightly more... Uh... Well, okay, this is what I'm questioning. Oh. Because being $60, that means they're probably actually trying to sell this couch. Which, I don't know if... if okay, if I... If I ejaculated on something, I don't know how comfortable I would feel selling it, openly selling it. Well, this is Northern Ireland. Okay. If that plays, if that has any weight. <laughs> Dude, I, I just know. caught my own facial expression. I wish people could have seen that. I, was, <laughs> I looked so confused. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so the cum couch for 50 euros. Okay. All right, moving on to a slightly more um, safe for work post. I think this will be the last one I'll go over. Uh, it's simply an umbrella hat. There's a picture of an old guy with a ridiculous mustache that transitions into a beard flawlessly. Um, wearing a hat, it looks like it is relatively snug around his head and wouldn't risk falling off, but uh, about four inches above the top of his head is the uh, tip of an umbrella, and it spans out. I would argue the wingspan of this thing is about three feet, perfectly shielding him from any rain. Um, yeah, this is in USD, and um, one review uh, or comment on this post is, 
Um, it kept my tits dry. Ten out of ten. Nineteen dollars. Eleven. Eleven. I have, I have no explanation close. on this. I have no. I, just... I have no clue. I think Actually, this is because I saw the picture from the first two, so I had a bit of an idea. This one, I didn't look at the picture, so I don't have a fucking clue what I'm even looking at. Actually, like, I gotta say... How to conceptualize this. F- 15. I'm gonna go with 15. Hopefully it's 17. Well, just... Joey is right on the money. It is selling for $15. Oh, wow. Why couldn't you have stayed? I know it my umbrella a, hats. It would have been a push. It would have been right in the middle. <laughs> So, yeah, those are some uh, interesting Facebook Marketplace finds. Well, that was fun. <laughs> we'll do that again. It was enjoyable. All right, so our last segment we're going to have, this will be a reoccurring segment. So when we were coming up with this segment, we were trying to come up with two people that one is universally hated and the other is universally loved. And then we looked up what their nicknames were on Wikipedia and called them that. So first we have the Jake Paul problem child of the week. And then we have the bust em up Bobby Ross, which that is a real nickname listed on Wikipedia for Bob Ross, the painter. So the bust em up Bobby Ross, good guy of the week and the Jake Paul problem child of the week. So the first one, have, what? Just to, just to clarify, I personally have never met anyone that dislikes Bob Ross or that likes Jake Paul. In case you were unsure of which, um, <laughs> which, yeah, that, which that was up in the air. Which side the hero and villain falls? That was up in, that was up in the air. <laughs> so people we like, yeah. Um, or people we dislike for starting out. With All right. So the, the first person, child. the Jake Paul problem child. The first one is so apparently, <laughs> and I've read nothing on this story, so I have no information. So I can't tell you anything. All I know is there was this U.S. soldier that ran across the demilitarized zone of North and South Korea. It just ran into North Korea. He's now in North Korean custody. I don't know why. I don't know what the situation was. But what an idiot. <laughs> if I'm wrong about this and I'm totally, like, disbased on bashing a U.S. soldier, I apologize. But good God. What are you thinking? That's a, <laughs> what could that's possibly a, be the motivation? I, the only explanation I can come up for this is he had no idea where he was. Dude, it's an armed, like, guarded border. There's fences. Oh, the there's guards. dead ass, like, there's a wall there. Dude, look up the demilitarized zone. It's All pretty right. obvious. What if you get bet on by your boys to do it? Then what are you going to do? That, that, dude, that's the only, then like, logical... Do? Because even if you think about yeah. this... Like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> like, yeah, wait, how only... did he get through that fence? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I can, like, possibly <laughs> conceive is, like, a defection. But why on God's green earth would you defect to North Korea? Where, one, Bro. they hate Americans. Two, they starve their own citizens, which 
you'd think they like. Like, what? What if, what if Murr was the big bad loser, and this was his punishment? <laughs> you ever, have you ever watched the Practical Jokers, Evan? Yeah. <laughs> you ever see the Murr, the Murr memes? Yeah, he just has, like, the worst punishment. <laughs> like, Murr, execute the civilian. Murr, for, for today's punishment, you have to run across the demilitarized zone and get captured by North Korea, <laughs> where you'll probably be tortured and killed. Like, yeah. what on earth? Now, we could sound... This could end very poorly for us, and we could sound terrible. So if more... <laughs> If there's a story behind this, please let us know. But until that happens, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the next one I have here is the Just Stop Oil protesters. I don't know if they're only in the UK or if they've been spread out. I've just seen incidents from the UK. So, like, one... They put a bunch of orange powder all over a basically a pool tournament pool table. They call it some. What do they call it? Not billiards. even billiards. No, it's oh. some, it's like no. something. Hold on, it's like pinnacle or something. I'm unsure. Um, snooker. Sorry. Snooker. I have heard that. Yeah. <clears throat> so they threw, like, orange powder all over the table. But then, this is the dumb one. They ran out onto an active Formula One track and just sat down on the track. You know how fast Formula One cars go? Pretty like, fucking fast. I don't even care. Like... Aside from the fact, green, whatever. We don't need to get into that whole thing. But good lord, do it somewhere else. Yeah. That, to me, is just like, okay, so there's like, you know, there's peaceful protest, right? And that's like, good you know, that's a good way to get your point across without, like, you know, villainizing your group or whatever. I don't know. It's just a good, peaceful way to try and make a difference for yourself and others, right? Um, so, but then this, to me, seems like suicide protest. These cars are coming around that track. Like, they're taking corners at, like, well over 100 miles an hour. Well over. And they're coming around the track, and I'm assuming that if they're hopping a fence, they're probably, like, probably right around the corner, blind spot for the drivers. Like, what are they doing? And they're just popping a squat, crisscross applesauce in the middle of the track. Like, bro, come on. Yeah. Uh... It's absurd. I have no Okay. Um, All right. And so far, I only got, I don't know if you guys have any more, but I only got one bust him up Bobby Ross for this week. Some may label this as bias. I just say it's factual. This week is Justin Fields um, held a big event where he met with a bunch of kids 
and sign stuff. Justin Fields is for the kids. Um, what I what I find interesting about this is this is just like a classic good guy move. But what I find interesting is the fact I've never seen Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers do something like this. Matter of fact, I heard Jordan Love say he hates kids. So I'm pretty sure I heard that. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Signing jerseys for kids, I feel like it's part of the part of the sport. But I feel like Justin Fields with this went a little above and beyond. So he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Great as the resident Packers fan, do you have any response to Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers hating kids? Honestly, I think Aaron Rodgers tried to kill kids with COVID. I'm pretty sure. Um, I guess it's good on Jordan Love. It's a good thing to get this in. No, nah, no, nah, Justin Fields. All right, <laughs> Justin Fields. Um, sorry. Justin Fields, before he's out of the league in probably two years, it's a good thing to get this opportunity in now. Okay, pal. You know, while the opportunity is still here. Um, unfortunately, for these, for these kids, they're going to grow up realizing that, you know, life isn't all rainbows and because their their idol is going to be jobless in two years anyway. So it's a little unfortunate for them, but it's fine. As for the that Jordan Love and that Aaron really Rodgers, as for the Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers side of this, um, yeah, I don't know what's that, what's going on in Green Bay. It's hard to like well, Jordan kids, Love wished a, Jordan Love wished a happy Father's Day to all Bears fans. That was doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Perhaps he's trying to build a bridge. Or Maybe he just George. has no idea what's going on. I think he's just socially awkward, if anything. Because at least when Aaron Rodgers was- trolled us, at least it was, like, good. At least it made sense. So I'm not worried about Jordan Love whatsoever. Yeah. Also, he's never <laughs> won a game against us. So you can't really, like... Oh, right. Then again, I don't think Justin Fields has ever beat the Packers. Either way, um, <clears throat> support kids. They're good. <laughs> and you need them. That's a good point. It was a hot take. <laughs> that might be take of the pod. Support kids. They're good. <laughs> then again, hey, if you think about it. Oh, God. Out of just... Actually, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Maybe if I, if I discuss it with my fellow co-hosts, I'll maybe say it next week. Thanks. All right. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this first episode of the Flyover podcast. Um, we will be back next week. We'll try to get these out every Wednesday should be when you look out for them. There might be the occasional time it comes out a different day, but we will let you know that on Instagram and or Twitter. We'll probably start off primarily listing stuff on Instagram. Speaking of our Instagram is flyover country underscore pod. I think I've only been saying flyover podcast, but we're flyover country underscore pod. That was just a first podcast mistakes, whatever. We'll get it out of the way. Anyway, follow us there and watch for posts 
and polls and stuff like that. And we will let you know when content is coming out. So thank you for listening. Good night, everyone. Peace.